Welcome to Beyond the Pen, the podcast that delves into the untold stories of emerging authors and the literary world. I'm your host, Maccabee Griffin, and each week I'll be shining a spotlight on talented yet undiscovered authors, giving them a platform to share their incredible stories and unique journeys that brought them to the world of writing. In each episode, we'll deep dive into the story behind the story, exploring the inspirations, challenges, and triumphs that have shaped our guests' literary careers, and have some fun along the way. From the initial spark of an idea to the journey of crafting and publishing their books, we'll uncover the secrets that make their stories truly special. But that's not all. Once a month, we'll be joined by an expert from the publishing world who will share invaluable insights and advice for aspiring writers, answering your burning questions, and demystifying the path to success in the literary industry. At Beyond the Pen, my mission is simple, to entertain, educate, and encourage the next generation of great storytellers. So whether you're a writer, an avid reader, or simply someone with a passion for storytelling, Join us as we venture beyond the pen and celebrate the power of the written word. Happy New Year, Mac. Oh, this is the new show for the new year. Oh, my gosh. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. This is going to be fun. <laughs> you so, do that every time, and I am still not having fun. That's only because you get, never mind. I am so going to throat punch you. Hmm? Yeah. Starting out with the first threat of the year. Got it. <laughs> How was New Year's Eve? <laughs> New Year's Eve was very um, plain. I actually slept. I'm getting too old for that stuff, you know. Seriously? What? I had worked an entire day on yeah, a lot I of stuff. Yeah, I still don't have my pie. The piece of the pie? I'm pretty sure I ordered, I, I called in a um, a bacon and, uh, and uh, I shouldn't say it. People are going to be like, oh, my God, she eats that? Bacon and pineapple. I said it real quick. Bacon and pineapple. Well, I'm sorry, but it got lost in Atlanta on the way to you. So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, the airline goes from Indy to Atlanta, Atlanta to New York. Okay? It's not like a straightforward. The guy lost it and just went away from there. Sorry. He had to eat something. He was tired. Anyways, so we're doing a few things a little bit differently here today. Um, one of them is we're going to, this year, we're going to be a little bit more personable with you uh, folks. Is that what? what? Don't give me that look. Oh, I forget you can see me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can see you. There is a camera in front of you. Anyways, we're going to be a little bit more personable about our our lives just a little bit. Yes, your thumb. I get, Will you <laughs> stop messing with the camera? Good Lord. This is going up on Traverse. This is going up on Traverse. Oh, by the way, for all those who don't know, Traverse TV is where you can find 
us. We're, we've already got one season up on Traverse TV on your Roku channel, on on the Roku channel, on the Roku, Amazon Fire, Google Play, Apple TV, iTunes, and the Traverse TV app. And if you are in uh, Tampa, Florida, we are on Channel 4 now which also hits Orlando and everywhere else too. So spread the word about us. It's going to be really weird because, you know, my mom will see us. My real mom. Your real mama? How is mama doing? <laughs> she hasn't talked to her in such a long time. Well, maybe she can uh, hear us on her favorite podcasting platform just she to, to finally hear your voice. What? She can find us every Tuesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> or or she could actually just follow us on our Instagram at Beyond the Pen Pod. Shameless uh, podcast. Plug. Shameless plugs. You know, you got to do it. Twitter at, at Beyond the Pen Pod. Our Facebook fan page. You can just find us pretty much everywhere and anywhere. Join the join the family. You know, just like just like Marcella does. She brings a new new guy into the uh, family almost every week. That is such bullshit. No, not really. Uh, okay. It's not fair because <laughs> I can't help it that I have a lot of admirers. Admirers? You have stalkers, sweetie. I do have a couple of stalkers. There's at least three. Yes. But somebody actually blocked me yesterday, so... Wow, you were they stalking someone me. else for one? They blocked me. No, no, I wasn't stalking. He, um, <clears throat> we pulled this chart. Hey, oh, you know, because like, when I meet somebody, hey, when's your birthday? What, um, where were you born? Do you know what time you were born? Yeah. And so we, we <laughs> block, block, block. No, Can't no, block he her He's like, hey, yeah, here, dear, pull my chart. I'd love to hear more about myself. And we kind of called him out on some stuff and he got mad and then he was gone. And it was like, Okay, bye. Hit a few red buttons there. Uh, flags, buttons, you know, whatever like you want to call them. Stop signs, sirens, yeah, all at once, all at once. So, trauma, trauma, got it. No, speaking of trauma, speaking, speaking of trauma, <laughs> our our next book, which I think is hilarious because we're we got a few things that we were working on. Oh, wait, and we'll, you have a book and I don't. Nothing I has changed. New year. And I don't have it. I got a digital one. You don't like the digital ones. I don't like the digital ones. I like See, something exactly. I hold in my hand. You know, I need, I so, need something. So, yeah, like, you know, like a book, a book. A book, book, a physical. A book, book. So our next guest, <laughs> our next guest is a wonderful young lady. I've had the chance to talk to her a few times. Uh, Marcella thinks that she's five when she started writing her book. She's, but she's so cute. <laughs> She's she is an adult, I assure you, she's an adult. But she wrote a book called "The Red Blood Cardholders Book One," and it's very interesting when we when we tried to ask her, "Can you tell us about your book in six words or less?" And Matthew's you just should have seen challenge. her face. This is my the new challenge. Challenge, yeah. You should have seen her face. It just went straight white. <laughs> it went pale. She lost all blood in her face. But I'm just gonna bring her up, here, Caitlin. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna start, ladies and gentlemen. Before the show, 
it yeah. was really good to write. Yes. There, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that, that's exactly what it is. So, Marcella. <laughs> Hi, Caitlin. Hello. Thank you for well, having me on. I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah. And I think you are probably our youngest guest ever. Uh, yeah, so far. <laughs> to, date, to date. You're the youngest guest. Exciting. Yeah. Um, We're still waiting for Mark. We're still trying to get Luna to actually finish up her stuff to put her on. So and she's, she's 11. 11. She's 11. So. Yeah. Mm. My daughter. Yeah. yeah. But, oh. um, but that's another story for another day. We're going to focus on you right now. So excited to mm -hmm. meet you. Um, and I almost got her age right. What did I say? You're 21 years old? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not anymore. So, 23. So, uh, do us a solid and tell us about you first. Oh. And if at all possible, tell us something, the most private thing you are willing to admit here on this broadcast. Oh, let me, let me put that on the back burner. Uh, so <laughs> I just uh, recently graduated from the University of Florida uh, this past April, uh, currently uh, working a full-time job in sales, <laughs> not, not, not the one that I was gunning for, but I love my coworkers and that's what matters. Um, so whenever I'm not working, I'm always writing something. Uh, right now, working on publishing book three of the series. Uh, outside of writing and reading, uh, I absolutely love singing and I also like cooking. Uh, and boba tea is, would be my go-to drink. <laughs> Um, long walks on the beach and like, <laughs> writing your dating you know profile for you uh, shut up <laughs> <laughs> was i'm gonna have to think of that private thing hmm i don't know i'm not that much of an exciting person when it comes to that kind of stuff i will say but you, you wrote and published a book yes. and you're 23 years old this is a really <laughs> i love young authors I, I I will read this if I get a physical copy, Maccabee. Um, I don't even have a physical copy of it. I have a digital copy. No problem, Mac. This sounds like a you problem. Okay. Uh, what were we saying? Maccabee, you can, yeah. <laughs> no, no. You were going to lead into the second one, remember? The challenge. Oh. Um... She's forgotten. No, you go okay. ahead. I didn't forget. It's just, <laughs> I got distracted by All right. you know. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. So, Caitlin, mm -hmm. dear, <laughs> sweetie, can you can you tell us about your book in six words or less? Uh, so I have chosen, these aren't the best six words. I'm sure there are better ones. Uh, emotional damage and superpower fights. All right. <laughs> Say it again, but you have to do Steve Steve's version of it. Even. Huh? Uh, oh. <laughs> Emotional damage and superpower fights. <laughs> We're probably going to get kicked, blocked on that one, but you know what? It was fun. So, I'm you. Well, of course. Yeah. Blame me, of course. Everybody yeah, blames yeah. me for everything. It's all your fault. Yeah. Oh, well, you know what? Uh, if you have an issue with it, you can go to visit us at beyondthepinpodcast.com. <laughs> Contact, and you can just put all your intro and your terrible things. I promise on. neither one of us will do those. Probably. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah, why not? But I thought it was interesting about this book because it's, I like to look at the, the architecture of <laughs> books. 
figure out all these little things that are going on behind the scenes. And when I was starting to read it, the first thing that popped out of my head, my popped out of my head um, was that just like it says in the title, card holders. And then I started to look at the domains and the titles of the domains. And I was like, she's using a deck of cards to create her entire government, her entire world, basically, of the, in, in this novel. Why a deck of cards? <laughs> the answer is quite simple. I was really into card games at the time. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so I was really into card games, uh, Speed and Egyptian, Rapscrew, Rapscallion, which whatever name you grew up with were my absolute favorite uh, games to play with friends, classmates, family. Um, so I was like, you know, I just finished writing this trilogy. I want to start my, this new project. What can I base this world on? And here is this thing right here, <laughs> um, this deck of cards that... I personally had not seen being used in a book. It's usually tarot cards. I'm like, let's use this. <laughs> and that was really the main reason why I decided to base the entire world and the government on the standard playing card deck. That is, <laughs> it makes sense. It honestly <laughs> makes sense. We get our inspiration from literally everything and anything. I've just never heard anybody use it off of a deck of cards before. And it was kind of interesting how you wove that into this entire thing. Because one of the things that, you, like you said, there's a lot of superpowers involved in this. Hmm. And I wanted to, I wanted you to try to explain to us, uh, mainly me, because I'm the one who read it. <laughs> um, I love doing that to her. Um, about what's the difference between bound and unbound? And why did you just want to create it that way or at least present it to us in that sense? Sure. So the bound are people who are born um, without powers uh, and the unbound are people who are born with them. And so how the way that unbound people find out <laughs> if they're unbound or not is between the ages of five and seven. Um, they'll suddenly have access to the powers that they didn't have before they reach that age and i don't know i think it was just one of those really um random ideas that had just popped into my head that i really just wanted to go with at the time i was very much i guess a pantser <laughs> and i never really planned anything out really the only things i planned were basics of the world now if were there reasons behind it? Like lore? Probably not. <laughs> and that was something that I would make up as I go. And then the main characters, what I wanted to happen at the beginning and what I wanted to happen at the end, which more often than not changes. And I thought maybe if I would have this little dichotomy here, it would just bring a little bit of that um, dystopian part of a, of a world that was really popular and I think still is very popular. I think it's interesting that you said that because when you look at the characters in themselves, especially the protagonists themselves, hmm. there's a big difference between them, but yet they're siblings. But yeah. if you look at the descriptions, there is a very, 
you can't even tell that they're siblings. Honestly, they're barely similar in the face. Uh, obviously, one's a man and one's a woman, but you know, you've given them certain things that have made them very vibrant in themselves, just in the descriptions alone. You know, you're just you're describing them one one uh, Neely, or can't I can't even say her name. Uh, no, Neela. Uh, Neela, thank you. I knew I had it right the first time. I knew I had it right the first time. Neela, I will throw a punch you. Stop looking at me like that. Anyways, <laughs> um, don't shake your head. Uh, I'll cut this part probably. Anyways, no, uh, Neela, her her hair is different, just like Marcella with her hair. You know, she's very she's got auburn, but she's also black hair. But yes, mm -hmm. and it's all natural. Her brother, black hair. Different eyes. He's got brown eyes. She's got electric blue eyes. And what really drew you to actually creating these differences in terms of even in their blood? Was it more like that she's got electric blue eyes because of her power? Or is it more of just what? It was more of like a spur of a minute, like spur of the moment decision thing. But what's really interesting about her appearance is that it actually plays a rather <laughs> big part later on in the series. It's mm -hmm. a six-book series. And um, just as you've read the book, nothing's really explained much about her history or her parents, especially on her mother's side. And having little mundane decisions like that <laughs> to play with later on to make them eventually matter, even if I didn't... Um, I guess even intentionally plan it out that way. It's just, it leaves something vague and open for me to play with in the future to just pull into the story later on. So it was, while it was a spur of a, like a moment decision, um, it was just something for me to just play off of in the future while I was um, still continuing the series, um, especially when I uh, reached like book three <laughs> or four and I said, oh, well, I can't really continue this series without planning anything anymore. There are too many loose ends that I've left open. I have to start outlining this thing. And it was just, it was just something to make me think, really, <laughs> to make it matter. That's actually uh, brilliant. And um, oh, it's brilliant, period. But I have a, I have a question for you. Huh? Uh, is she based off of anyone you know so when you write your characters do you hmm. look at a particular person and say you know what i'm gonna write that one i'm gonna make that person a superhero i'm gonna make that person a barrister i'm gonna kill that one you know <laughs> so, <laughs> no i i don't really base my characters off of people i know if i were to base my characters off of anyone it would probably be fictional characters especially in anime <laughs> i'm an anime fan um but so my boyfriend does my editing and he's read both the first book of the trilogy that i wrote in middle school and of course he's editing um the card holder series right now and he says he told me one day and it really blew my mind that i didn't realize this earlier it's like kate kana is more like you I assume what you were like in middle school and Neela is more the idealized version of yourself in high school. And I look at him and I'm like, Oh, you know what? 
yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess in a way, um, I subconsciously based my main characters, especially off of features of myself, while also adding characteristics that I'd like to see more of in myself or something that I wish I had. Because Neela is such um, a like strong-headed person and <laughs> she's not afraid to like back talk or sass people up and or stand up for anyone or herself and that's something I wish I saw more of in myself at the time for sure so I guess that's how she came about <laughs> well does that sound familiar um I don't know what you're talking about and, and for the record when she she stated the word kill she pointed to me to me um so if if y'all notice that if you see them not here very often, you'll understand why I have it on video record now. So um, I was pointing to the curtains, right? And in the video points directly to me. Um. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, we get back to this. I here's the other thing I wanted to ask you because you make a statement within the first chapter about a one of the card holders the queen of hearts has mm. died for the domain of the queen of hearts domain and it made the brother jason mm. um is talking to mila and makes a statement like look either you voluntarily go to them or you're going to get hunted down yeah, and they're going to kill you or do worse than other way. Either way, you got you're going there. The I have two questions in regards to this situation. <laughs> One in the prologue, when we first meet them, their family's being hunted down in the woods. They're in you know the house. The dad basically keeps the uh, the house from falling on the children so they can get out. But he finally, he automatically just goes peaceful. Like he's got his fate. He's just, instead of being in pain, instead of being angry, he finds peace. Why were they being hunted in the first place? Was it because mom and dad, one or the other, didn't go to the tournament like they were supposed to? And so they were hunted down? Or two, was this just merely they knew about them outside of the domain and because they weren't there and they're bound or unbound, then they just needed to be hunted and killed. Neither actually. <laughs> um, there's like a lot of little hint drops. So the first two books I'll say, especially the first one is definitely about the tournament, but there's a much bigger and longer underlying story that definitely connects to Neela's past and the reason why her family was hunted down and attempted to be killed in the prologue and yeah that does have to do with the man with crimson eyes <laughs> mentioned on the back cover summary it's oh. very much uh hints it at us towards the end of the book um explored more <laughs> minor spoiler alert in book two uh but yeah short answer is uh neither <laughs> of those two are why they're killed <laughs> Damn it, I thought I was on to something. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, that's great because that, that means that there's a lot more to really unravel about that. Mm. Because, She's like sick. I said, when I, 
Max. Like, I, I know. I, I, I saw the arm <laughs> moving just a little bit. It's like, I need to change that. Somebody actually thought of that one. Dang it. I got to change it now. Fudge. Okay. Um, but jerk. I thought it was interesting. I, I know. We got to be jerks sometimes. But here's the thing that I really enjoyed is the fact that you are using something like that to try to almost like the red herring of the mm. entire thing. If you were thinking, if like people were thinking like myself of that being the situation, the other aspect that I really enjoyed about this is a lot of the clarity between the way the prejudice works within this world. Mm. It's like, look, either you're bound or you're unbound, either you're normal or you're not. What was your real inspiration in regards to that part? Because it, it almost gave me this like X-Men uh, type of feel, per se, to that. Yeah. So to be honest, whenever I plan these things out, it's much later <laughs> that I discover the reason why I made decisions, while yeah. um, the reason why I made world building the way it was. Um, for example, the world building in my trilogy, my fantasy trilogy, the way that the rankings between the Knights of the Guild work are very similar to how <laughs> the rankings of the Soul Reapers work in Bleach, <laughs> uh, the anime and the manga. Uh, and the power system, if you've ever watched Hunter x Hunter, heavily oh. based on that with a little smidge of the power system in Katekyo Hitman Reborn, <laughs> which is another fantastic anime that I have not finished um but yeah so for um how I chose the system for the unbound and the bound was that I thought of I think really came down to the heavy influence from Hunter Hunter because oh. very few people are able to use powers in that world very few people know of the source of the power in that world so it's not exactly um as high stakes as something where people know that you're either this or not you're either born like this or not oh. so it's like let's add another level to this world to this power system and see where this decision takes me sort of deal but yeah <laughs> I, I love how anime is like the inspiration for the entire thing. I love that because most people don't even think about anime being that way. And I love anime. I love, I love anime. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to make my kids listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Please. great. It's so this great. Is the reason why. This is the reason why you're watching this anime now so that you can, <laughs> 10 years later, you can create your entire world based off of this. You're welcome. Yeah. Because people, um, whenever, I guess, people are asked for inspiration, what you typically hear, uh, movies, TV shows, other books, but then anime is this whole like, untapped section that's just, the, create, the creativity of the creators of, I guess, usually the original manga is where the anime stems from, is insane. Like, uh, I, my power system is based off of the power system at Hunter x Hunter. The creator of Hunter x Hunter, God, I can't remember his name. So detailed. He thought of every single aspect of the powers in his world that I could probably never reach unless I spent like an entire year just thinking about the ins and outs and um, just to make sure there's no fault 
in the system that's created. And it's just something that I've always admired <laughs> in just the shows that I've watched. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, anyway, rant over. <laughs> for oh, no, you're good. You're good. I have a, uh, I have a question then. Um, are you hoping, or maybe, you know, maybe deep down that this is going to be a manga and then uh, an anime? Oh. So I have been asked this question before if I would ever want it to be a movie. And if it were to be a movie, I can't imagine it being casted with like real people, with actors and actresses. It has to be animated, whether in 3D or 2D. I can't I I really can't imagine it being um live action, I guess you can say. But yeah, having this turned into an anime style thing would be the dream. <laughs> you hear that, Yoshihiro? You need to do this. Yoshihiro Takahashi, you need to do this. <laughs> um, I think that would be awesome because there is, like you said, there's a lot of untapped energy, gold, platinum within the anime world. Look at all the cosplayers that are on social media just putting out great stories, great skits out there. Mm -hmm. And many of them are finally getting the recognition that they're actually cool uh, because they've been doing it for you know, 10, 15 years, especially as adults who've been doing it for a lot longer. But I think it's funny that... Um, Honestly, that you you've been using anime as an, an as a piece of inspiration, because again, most people don't think about looking at all these other things that they enjoy. Manga is just there's so many books that within one series alone. Mm -hmm. um, Bleach, I'm pretty sure, has at least fifty different mangas out there just based <laughs> off of it alone um but it, again look at the comic books uh, uh look at marvel right now on all the things that have been going on with them you know these characters have been around for generations that's why people love them so much that's why they are so good at what they do is because people are connecting to the um to the the actual characters because again they trust them that's why one of the things that i love to do as a writer and uh, you really look at these characters as real people in fact like you like you just said you you didn't really plan anything out everything was organic it was literally just run run right 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 and what you had is exactly what you got that's you getting out of the way of the character and that's one of the greatest things that we can do. And one of our future, uh, one of my friends, one of our future guests that will be on here later on, that's all he does. And he all teaches us all these little things about getting out of the way as creators of the characters. Because the characters are already in us. Yeah. Neela's, like your, like your boyfriend said, one version's her at, at you in middle school, the other version's you in high school. You know, and the big difference between. And the fact that you can see that and accept it makes it so much better. Yeah. <laughs> and you can read it. You can actually see it in the book itself it is very much, you know, something that is out there for 
yes, it's a dystopia, but there's so many other little things that you can really dive into later on as you know, the plot thickens, the people change. Grandpa Matthew, I'm sorry, I have to understand. I have to know who is Grandpa Matthew. Grandpa Matthew is funny to me. I like it. <laughs> I wish I gave him more screen time. Screen time in a book. How funny. Uh, screen time. <laughs> screen time in a book. Words of in the book, um, which uh, I will say he does make a reappearance in book two. Um, but yeah, so Grandpa Matthew is just the head doctor of that small family clinic that uh, Neela and Jason ended up in when they were kids after the tragedy with their parents. Um, basically had them run little errands for him around the clinic because uh, he's getting there in years. <laughs> um, but yes, just soon took a liking to them, started raising them as his own sort of little lovely, wholesome story like that. Um, but yeah, that's Grandpa Matthews. <laughs> I'm sorry. There, there's got to be something with him later on because he just feels like he's like, even being in a domain, there, he there there's a he, he's got something that's like keeping him from being seen because i swear he had he's he's unbound he just doesn't let people see there, there's something there i know it and i will get with you offline about that later <laughs> i will get that of you anyways i think we've come to the point where marcella has more questions and a little bit of a twist on something here uh, recently we asked her because everybody knows that I have the witch of the West, actually East, East, yeah, Wicked Witch of the East. Yeah. Yeah. I got to remember. Sure. East side, uh, on the show. <laughs> it's going to be the new nickname for you. Wicked Witch of the East, Marcella. <laughs> uh, but she loves to do tarot readings. She's always playing with them. As we thought, you know what? Why not, first off, get actual uh, permission first from the mm -hmm. author, which was she consented to this, yes. and it's nothing too bad, but we just felt like there was a way that we could make something out of that. So, Marcella, go for it. So, first, I need your permission, Caitlin. Permission uh, granted. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny because I, I don't know if you've listened to the show before. I actually stim because I'm neurodivergent. So mm -hmm. I always have my deck in my hands. And even if when, when you don't see my hands, like I'm, I'm like, like just like one, two. Like I, I will do this and look down because I need to um, have something to focus on. Mm -hmm. So um, while I was doing that, I did pull a couple of cards for you because um, I had gotten your permission earlier. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm not allowed to do that. Yes, and <clears throat> so... I want to I want to ask my two questions first, and then I'm going to read your your tarot. Okay, so my first question, and these are quick, easy questions. If you can think of an easy answer, um, what is your writing kryptonite? Uh, uh, probably not giving myself a break. Uh, I just recently this week started incorporating um, one day where. I don't write anything at all. And I decided that day should be Friday. So yesterday, and oh, it was yeah. so awful. <laughs> Even just to prevent myself from op opening the Word documents to the two manuscripts that I'm working on now was awful. And I had to like find other stuff to um, 
distract myself with because see, there are things that I'd like to do, but I just don't give myself the chance to because I just got into this workaholic mindset, especially in college. Um, like play video games. Like my boyfriend just bought me like two Assassin's Creed video games for Christmas, and I want to get to those. <laughs> um, but oh yeah, so, but yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that doing this sort of thing every single Friday will just allow me the time to do something fun that's not writing. Because <laughs> uh, to an extent, that is work, uh, work that I love. But I want to do other hobbies that I like, so that's a, that's writing kryptonite right there, I guess. <laughs> I think that's a first too. That's a first. Honestly, yeah. I was I was gonna say, anime would be probably her kryptonite, but it's also her inspiration. No, she's too, not even so. letting herself watch anime. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Bleach Thousand Years Blood War arc is right there on the internet, I and I've only watched watch episode one. <laughs> I need to watch Leech. I haven't. I haven't it's so funny because you're like a younger version of me. It's so cute. Oh <laughs> dear funny. God! We already have. We she already have Luna. We already have Luna. Okay, you can't adopt this one too. Okay, <laughs> let me tell you about that. It's I like a little puppy. <laughs> no, she's not a puppy. She's she's awesome. Puppies are cute. She's she's amazing. Um, we're not talking. Oh, so about you're not puppy. saying she's cute? Wow! Shut up. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, next question. Mm. Since you like anime, I'm hoping that it, it, it comes from there. But if not, you know, is there a famous quote or a person or a saying that you like that helps to keep you going and doing what you're doing? Oh, I can't think of anything right now. I'll be honest. Um, if there was going to be a quote, it's probably going to be from the Kingdom Hearts game series, I will say. <laughs> Uh, it, and it'll probably also be the Kingdom Hearts quote that I submitted as my senior quote in high school. <laughs> and I can't remember it right now. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Kingdom Hearts. Uh, apparently, they're coming out with a Tamagotchi. <laughs> How can you tell me I can't adopt her? I mean, uh, so you, all right, you, all right. So, then, you know, I've got a daughter named Riley, and on her forearm is a double keyblade. <gasps> yeah, I'll send you pictures. <laughs> oh my gosh, it, it, it was the Tamagotchi that got me. It was like, wow, that's. I wish I had it here. I bought Luna a Tamagotchi for Christmas. <laughs> Luna's my same, I was about to say, is it the same one that you killed like 50, 30, 75 different animals on? I never killed a Tamagotchi, I never killed one. I would give them away to people here. I don't have time for this. You take care of it. And that's how she I rehomed them. She gave them. them away. <laughs> you're so bad you're so bad well right. caitlin are you ready for your uh, yes your go for it go for it okay ready Make okay. it brief brief okay. Okay. first card mm. nine of cups i should not even have pulled anything after this first card nine of cups means that everything that you want is coming to you this is a wish fulfillment card second card wheel of fortune it is destined for you and i think to be exactly what you've been wishing for three of cups is about community so you do have great um protection and support in everything that you're doing um high priestess so you're incredibly intuitive as well intuitive and um you probably use that intuition in your writing the death card 
well, no, not the death card. Just, justice. Oh, my God. I dropped the death card. I put it back in and it, the justice came out. So there maybe have been things that were causing you some stress, but it's going to work itself out. And then ultimately the sun, that's bliss, happiness. Everything's going to be great. You have a bright future. Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that she said that. <laughs> Wow, I'm no, glad that went well. I'm glad it, that went the, well. Was it the justice card? It was like things are stressing you out, but everything's gonna be okay. Yeah, that's, that's okay. definitely the that, so. yeah. Hey, here's a hero, Takashi. Come on now, <laughs> start creating this into a manga. Create this into an anime. It's going to be huge. And then you heard it first. I will us. be your <laughs> Too late. I'm already the first one. I'm the biggest fan. Well, no, I can't do that because you have an editor who's also your boyfriend. So I guess he's your biggest fan. Yeah, he is. But we're your second biggest friends. We're your second biggest friends. Okay. (laughs) So, Caitlin, thank you for being on the show. We really appreciate it. So could you please tell us where people can find you? And if you have any events coming up, anything you want to pop out there, this is the, the, uh, the selfless... Uh, the shameless self-promotion time. Well, yes. So uh, everyone can basically access everything from my Instagram, which is author.caitlin, uh, K-A-I-T-L-Y-N, uh, dot Legospi, L-E-G-A-S-P-I. Uh, there's a link in my bio to uh, my website. I've got some forms up for both ARC readers and street team <laughs> member applications as well. Um, as for things that are coming up pretty soon, I got my first book signing in March, and I'm really excited for that. And also, I'm working on putting out an audiobook that I'm recording myself. <laughs> Truth be told, I recorded a chapter before this even started. Um, and hopefully that's going to be coming out next month. So, yes. And book three of Cardholders will be coming out in June if everything goes according to plan. <laughs> but yeah, a lot in the works this year. I think Mac is frozen. He's probably just shocked him. <laughs> <laughs> Are you back? We can't hear you. I am back. (laughs) I don't know what happened. I really don't. It's just things happen on my side. Anyways, we thank you for being on here. And I guess you have another mother, just in case. So, um, (laughs) I don't have button eyes, though. No button eyes. Okay, well, (laughs) it's fine. It's fine. She adopts pretty much every child she falls in love with, anyways. So, that's why she has so many. Anyways, Caitlin, thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> All right. I already know what you think about her because you already wanted to adopt her. So I don't have to ask that. Oh, she's great. She's great. I mean, she's a gamer. And, you know, I've, I've just gotten back into gaming, right? Like Luna is teaching me to play Among Us tonight. So. Interesting. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, That'll and there's fun. another one. I can't remember what it is, but then Jason downloaded a game for me. So by next recording, I will be adept at two new games. Not really adept, but you know, I will have tried two brand new games that I've never played before. And maybe I will actually play Legend of Zelda again because the women of the Triforce needs a room. Pretty <laughs> <thin. Yeah. laughs> wow. No, I can see that. You're gonna have the you're gonna have the library from Zelda already built up in your house. Oh my god. I told you that there's a special someone 
Yes. That I'm talking to. He won yes. me over by whistling a tune from the Ocarina of Time. And I said, I said, hey, what is that? He goes, don't you know? And he says, you've played the Ocarina of Time. And I said, I said, wow. I was like, God, he's like whistled his way into my heart. <laughs> I have never heard of Zelda bringing people together, but you know what? Anything's possible on this. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty amazing right there. Yeah. But, and, you know, I think it's hilarious that, you know, a lot of people really don't know a lot about us. We yeah. put stuff out there every once in a while, but, That's you know, we're going to try to do that a little bit more so you guys can enjoy a little bit more of us, where you can find us. I, You know what's funny is I actually had a podcast earlier today, and the gentleman I was talking to was a filmmaker, independent filmmaker, and he's got a, his own studio and everything. They've been putting stuff out for like seven months, and he's got tons of awards already. He wants me to bring me in to help edit his script a little bit and talk to his create uh, creation team. So it's going to be interesting on how that works out. I love how the guy that grew up not caring about books whatsoever, in fact, fell asleep to books all the time, is the one that's now editing books for people. I'm doing voice for their audio books now. And I'm also putting things <laughs> to look at scripts to. And I've got this podcast about books, too. Uh, hello. That better take a backseat to our script. If you guys don't know, we are actually writing our own. What are we calling it now? Uh, dramedy. It's, dramedy, yeah. Mm. It's, it's a, it, no, I can't say. Uh, it's a dark comedy. It, it's but Dark, it, it's, comedy, dramedy. Yeah, dramedy, yeah. Drama. Uh, dark. Dark. Darkamy. Darkamy. Dark. <laughs> it's a darkamy. Well, we forgot dark economy. It. It's a dark economy. <laughs> it's also horror based, so supernatural yeah. horror based. So it's um, sarcotomy. <laughs> oh God, no, no. I'd rather do the dark economy than anything else. No, but it's fun. We're having fun with it. So you know, we it. We're still working on ours, of course. We're working on when, ours. When we can still <laughs> sit down and talk about filmmaker it. involved, Mac. So well, I've got a few of them in my back pocket. I've got a few of them. Uh, but, you know, I do. I got, hey, I got some people that I've already introduced you to, to do their voice. You know, just like Kate was like, you sound so good. We love your voice. You look, you sound so much younger than you are. I'm like, <laughs> if you oh, only yeah, know how no, many... You said that the last time. It was like somebody said, called you afterwards and said I had a I sexy voice. And I went, oh, oh God, it was, uh, uh, oh my gosh. The I, crime guy, the, the, the detective guy. What was his Travis. name? Travis. Travis. Uh, yeah, Travis. Um, Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was it was funny on Look that. Look how one. red I got. <laughs> I know, but I think it's hilarious. Like, if you only knew how many centuries uh, she actually is uh, compared to what her voice sounds like, I mean, <laughs> what? You're the wicked witch of the east. Come I'm on so now. Scared. I'm going to throat punch you, and that's going to go on a shirt. That's one of the things I want to also tell people. Is like, guys, we want to do merch. I, we know you guys are out there. You have. All, we, we've said so many different things on here. I think one of the best ones I want to start with is either what uh, what you're writing kryptonite and have a piece of kryptonite on the front, or I will throat punch you. 
I think the throat punch one will sell out a lot more than anybody else, but I need people to tell me this, you know, go to our, go to our uh, social media accounts and just tell us everything. What do you What's think? What's your we favorite should line from our, <laughs> our show? What's yeah. your favorite piece of banter? Is it what you're writing kryptonite? What uh, I will throat punch you, Maccabee. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly that. Have her eyes right there just dimmed oh, down, like like you know, the creepy looking hello, Marcella, and your weird voice. Hello, Marcella. Yeah, if hello. I had if I had a t-shirt that said that, like I would burn it. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I got that. Yeah, yeah. But please go to our go to our links, please. We want to make sure that we are really um hearing you guys out because we want to create this stuff for you. We just need to know that you're willing to actually buy it from us. So once we get that information from you, we will start to put some more stuff out. What? They have to buy it because well, it's yeah. so Well, yeah. We we know this empire is going to happen. We just have to start at some point. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. All right, folks. We're going to get out of here. We thank you. We love you. And just keep inspiring. That's all. Keep inspiring. See you later. Bye, guys. Hey, folks, that's a wrap for this episode of Beyond the Pen. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating it. If you'd like to stay connected and up to date with everything Beyond the Pen, follow us on Twitter at Beyond the Pen Pod and Instagram at Beyond the Pen Podcast. For even more content and exclusive access to our guest profiles and more, make sure to visit our website at beyondthepenpodcast.com. Don't forget to join our Facebook fan page to interact with our favorite authors and fellow fans of the show. And if you want to take your Beyond the Pen experience to the next level, check out our selection of video interviews on Traverse TV's video on demand and live stream. You can access these interviews through your Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Google Play, iTunes, or the Traverse TV app. So until next time, thanks again for tuning in and remember to keep writing inspiring and sharing as you go beyond the pen.